I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of International Marmalade, which is a special bonus, recurring bonus episode of Australian Jams. Um, this is coming in with all the changes happening at Play on Radio, moving from 24-hour broadcasting to become a podcast network. Uh, so this is effectively Not Local, which was a show I was doing with Mix Everett, who's here with me, well, kind of here with me today via Google Hangout. G'day. Uh, So what we're going to be doing is once a month, we'll be dropping a bonus episode in the Australian Jams feed, which is going to be called International Marmalade, which is this episode. And we're going to be talking about international songs like we do with Australian Jams, but it's always going to be Mix and Me. And obviously we're going to talk about international music instead of just Australian. So uh, it's a little bit of fun. And this is the first actual episode of it. Uh, and I'm pretty nervous, actually, about recording this. <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> yeah, look, so am I. I mean, I think the fact that we're doing it so somewhat seamlessly over Google Hangouts, <laughs> uh, and look, can I... I just wanted to go on the record as um, as bringing up a, a key question for, okay. for doing a While show. While I take an Instagram story. All right. They're doing a show called International Marmalade. Can we talk about the name? Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> Can we please acknowledge how daggy but brilliant the name is? I just want to, like, so that listeners don't think, oh, no, what's Gemma done? <laughs> Um, I can tell you when I thought of it because I was I've obviously been mulling over all everything with play on radio yes. how to make it better hence the change to a network while everyone's stuck in quarantine um, and I was literally coming in my front door after getting groceries the only time you're allowed outside uh and thought of it as I was opening the door and I don't even eat marmalade I don't like marmalade <laughs> but it's what I thought of so when I pitched the idea to you to mix, um, I said with a stupid name like this or something and straight away you said, it's lame and I love it. So we ran with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, just so the listener knows, we haven't like lost a few brain cells or something like that, or yeah, we haven't just <laughs> being an ISO hasn't just driven us completely wild um, to the point where you know we. Think, well, maybe. Yeah, look, that could be a very good explanation. <laughs> it could be a very good explanation as to a lot of things. So, so you know, let's not just pin it all on international marmalade. This, this little show we're doing right now. Um, while I post an Instagram story and be very rude to Mix. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. No, no. But we have to document ISO recording. This is my second one of the day after teaching a class this morning. So it's been a lot of interaction via Google Hangouts today. <laughs> that is a lot of fun. Um, but I have my voice back, which is nice. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's good. Spoke about footy earlier. And uh, spoke about post-punk music to my class this morning. And now we're going to talk about new international music. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's kick it off. I'm going to be hosting today's episode. You can host the next one. All right. Uh, let's kick it off with you choosing your first song. Um, let's go with this one from Merck. Uh, Merck? It's called HNYB. Which stands for um, Happy, Happy New, Year, New Year, baby. Year, baby. Which feels weird to say to the microphone in such a creepy way. Yeah, you did have a weird look on I your face. I did just make then. it creepy, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So it's uh, a guy who has played in Phaser Days, that New Zealand band. Um, this feels so. It feels so unnerving, especially at the beginning. Um, the video is unnerving as well. Oh, see, I haven't seen the video. Yeah, it's it's just him, like, head and shoulders the whole time. Oh. And I find the way he looks at the camera and the way he moves his <laughs> mouth really unsettling. Yes. Yeah, okay. And I think that's on purpose, but, yeah, it makes me a bit uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I... I mean, I've written here on my little notes, this is how you write a very good sleeper hit. Mm. Like, it feels so classic. It feels so obviously incredibly catchy with that have Happy New Year baby hook. Um, but there's so much in it that feels jarring. Like, that sound at the beginning especially feels kind of misplaced against this slow drag of a groove that happens... Um, but then all of these elements flow in and out, and although the original drag of the, of the groove is still there throughout the whole thing, um, it all picks up somehow as the sounds flow in and out of it. Um, that was yeah, such a wanky I description. Found the... but... <laughs> no, but I think it's pretty accurate. I think the bass line at the start really sets the song up, mm. for sure. Mm. Um, and I found it really laid back, yeah. in a way even though it does kind of pick up a little bit, I still feel like it's very, like, lackadaisical. Yes. Just like, yeah, I don't know. Explaining it in the context of the video, where it's very much just him in different settings, but not moving a lot, not kind of very expressive or anything. It's just, oh, yeah, this is just happening to me type thing. And it very much reflects the song in a way. Yeah, Yeah. cool. Yeah, I don't know. He's uh, It he, he creeped me out a little bit, though. <laughs> I don't know how to say that nicely. I'm sure he's lovely. 
Um, but should we hear it? Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. This is Merck with HNYB or Happy New Year, baby. And it never makes any sense at all to me why we have to cry. Happy New Year, baby. Happy New Year, baby. Happy New Year, baby. Happy New Year, baby. That was HNYB by Merck. That was Mick's first song it was. choice for the first episode of International Marmalade. Uh... Okay, I've chosen three songs. Uh, which one am I going to start with? Let's start with Love, Fame, Tragedy, because I think I, I want to talk about how um, Love, Fame, Tragedy, who is uh, Murph from The Wombats, uh, oh. he released... You didn't know that? No. Really? No, I just listened to the song and wrote some notes. Um, yeah, oh, cool. Did you write that it sounds exactly like The Wombats? <laughs> No, but I did write that it sounds like some of the great indie synth pop of the late 2000s. So, you know. Yeah, so the Wombats. Yeah, so the Wombats. You're, you're spot on. Oh, my gosh. I didn't see that that link. Now, I, obviously, now I do. Yeah. Um, so he's released an EP that's just called Five Songs to Briefly Fill the Void, which feels relevant when we're all in lockdown and isolation and quarantine and all those things. Mm. Um, so I think that's quite good. He's one of the first artists to get on that little um, kind of wave of release songs now so people can listen while they're at home. Mm. So this song is called Multiply and it features Jack River, who is an Australian. I'm sorry, I'm breaking <laughs> the rules already in episode one. Um, I think this song has a really great great swagger to it, particularly early on. It's like you can imagine just like the the way that he sings it. It's very cool, I guess. Yeah. More so than the pop that we get from the Wombats. It's more like, I don't know, There's swagger is the word that I came up with and I'm hard yeah. trying to, I'm struggling to find a different word that is as applicable. Yeah, I feel as though it, like the verses especially kind of pull back from being a like a big kind of pop banger. Um yeah. but then the chorus hits a little more um and kind of falls into the pop banger kind of realm a little bit. Um mm. but yeah, there's something Again, there seems to be this theme almost in episode one of International Marmalade, Gemma, uh, of things being slightly unnerving. Maybe it's the way the world is. I don't know. Um, but I think it might be the way the yeah, world is. Look, probably. Um, but the, like, you know how pop songs currently have this obsession with top lines? Yeah. This feels as though they're not just in it for the top line. Mm-hmm. There's something in the instrumentation, and I think, for me, it's the percussion that kind of draws draws me in underneath, so to speak. So if you, you know, obviously thinking the top line's hitting at the very top, you're kind of drawn underneath all that into the, the kind of the crux of what the song, how the song is structured, um, which I really enjoyed and really enjoyed the fact that it wasn't just a top line song. But I think that is why Murph is such a good songwriter. Yes. Is because most of the music he's released, whether it be as Love, Fame, Tragedy or The Wombats, 
it's not the songs aren't superficial. Mm. I just realised I taught a class about Joy Division this morning, oh. and we're talking about the Wombats, whose first big hit was a song called "Let's Dance to Joy Division." <laughs> it's weird how the world works, isn't it? It all works out. Anyway, sorry, I just realised that. That's fun for everyone to know. I taught a class about Joy Division this morning. It was great. I had a great time. I don't think they were that interested, but yeah, uh, Joy know. Division, important band for everyone to learn about. Exactly. 18-year-olds, they care about EDM and that's all anyway. Should we hear this? <laughs> yes. While I am exasperated about 18-year-olds that I have to teach? No, they're great. I shouldn't say that. They, they're good. Um, I hope they don't listen to this and get offended. This is called <laughs> Multiply. It's by Love, Fame, Tragedy featuring Jack River. just heard Multiply by Love, Fame, Tragedy featuring Jack River. We're up to Mick's second song for the day. What, which one do you want to choose? Uh, I think I might choose the Lapsley song. Um, I love this song yes. so much. Yeah, and so, you know, we've been open about the fact that International Marmalade is, a, is not local um, in a different form. The old show. Yeah, it's did. just this not local 2.0. Yes. Uh, and on Not Local, we actually spoke about Lapsley a, a fair bit. She ended up being a bit of a recurring a recurring feature artist on that show. Because she's amazing. Yeah, well, she is. And, oh, f- bloody hell, this song does <laughs> things to me. Um, I only just realised <laughs> that a Lapsley record came out. It is yeah through water. It's called through water. Yes, it is so incredible, um, and this is like a really kind of stripped back cut taken from it. Um, yeah, I think compared to some of the older, some of the songs we've discussed in the past, Gemma, I feel as though this kind of is the strongest in a in a way. I know it's it's I'm tentative mm. to say that too much because it's like a stripped back piano ballad and. I know that can end up with very kind of gendered understandings of of pop music and and different kinds of song form, but there's something about this that I don't know that that feels as though it's a real quiet perfection of of what she is about as an artist. Well, it because of this, I I am. Reluctant to t- to say simplicity because it's a really cleverly written song, mm, but mm. I think the seemingly simplified nature of it allows w- what is really good about her to show through. It's not covered by a lot. It's like um, it's like listening to an artist, a pop artist, all the time, and then going to see them live and realizing that their voice isn't that good because on the production and with all the layers and everything involved, it can be supported by a lot more whereas this song is like pure 
you, you you know that she's as good as what she seems in all the other versions of everything. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the thing the thing that I really liked about this one, she uses vibrato in her voice very differently to the way a lot of other artists mm. kind of use it. It's it's only in a couple of sections when she's holding that long note, and it's not big. They're not big undulations. It's very very subtle. But it's so interesting and so beautiful the way she does it. Yeah. And I think that is such a highlight of the song. And it kind of goes back to what you're saying about um, it being a like a showcase of her talent, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing I really liked was the addition of the backing vocals as it goes on. Why are you laughing at me? You know, I love talking about vocals. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, the addition of the backing vocals towards the end of this track, just incredible. Like unbelievable. Yeah, you're still laughing at me. No, I'm not. I'm not laughing at you. I'm, I'm laughing with you. You know, in Kath and Kim, where they say, "I'm not laughing with it. you, Kim. I'm laughing at you," and they think it's the right way around. It's just very. We've been watching a lot of Kath and Kim in our house lately. You know, ISO watching. Um, there's a there's a great me. I know I'm completely hijacked. <laughs> Talking about the song that I've I've chosen. I've just never seen Kath and Kim before. There's a great meme going around at the moment where, like, somebody's written a Kath and Kim episode um, around coronavirus, talking about (coughs) how they're they're all in ISO in the good room. Um, You know, Kath is very skeptical, but then gets caught up in the hysteria um, and in the the paranoia that, that sometimes happens in these moments. Um. Yeah, it's it's very funny if you if you're a Kath and Kim fan. So evidently, this is clearly being met with deaf ears. Uh, <laughs> the only listener. thing I know about Kath and the only thing I know about Kath and Kim is that when it first came out, I would have been in primary school maybe, mm. and um, my mum's name is Kim, and her best friend's name is Kath. Oh. And everyone thought that was hilarious, <laughs> and that is the extent of my knowledge about Kath and Kim. Yeah. Well, her friend's name is Kathy, but they call her Kath. Anyway, irrelevant. Let's yes. listen to Lapsley. Yes. This, <laughs> this is called... <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> this, is... this is called Speaking of the End by Lapsley from her record, Through Water. There's a graph I read inside my head Peaks and the furrows, direction of arrows And your line is fading into air now I found a mountain, a solid incline And he guides me up the rock face Feet in his footsteps, my hand in his palm And I see colour in the Arctic That was Lapsley with Speaking of the End um, Speaking of the End, we're only halfway through <laughs> um, <laughs> Gemma, what wonderful piece of international marmalade do you have up next my next song is one that people probably wouldn't expect me to choose i think i've chosen um a new childish gambino song mm. uh called 1910 it's from the new album 3 15 20 which is the date that it came out in american format so march 15th i've never been a giant childish gambino fan but i like if if it's come on or it's in a show or I've seen him live, like it's very interesting. Yeah. But I've never like gone and looked it up. But I was bored 
uh, ISO. <laughs> and when this album came out, I had to listen through it. And I really, really like it, but this song really drew me in. Mm. The production of it is super interesting. The groove in it really drew me in. And the beat is like pistons going off almost, which I thought was fascinating. Ah, I need to listen to this again. Did you not get that from it? Maybe I'm just a little bit nutty. No, no, no. That could be true for both things, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I... To me, there's a really obvious reference point in this song, and it's um, September by Earth, Wind and Fire. Which is also great. Yes, which is also a great song. Um, I So I, like, maybe kind of like you, I'd never really gotten around Childish, Childish Gambino. Um, I know this record has received a heap of hype. Uh, but he's, yeah, he's never been really high on my list um, of artists to listen to. But I feel as though, yeah, it, there's obvious like September by Earth, Wind and Fire references. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Then it just goes wild halfway through and gets super unhinged, which. Again, speaks <laughs> to the moment, right? <laughs> well, the outro gets really like Stranger Things and very 80s synthy yeah. as well, which I think is cool. Yeah. I really like it, but it is like, it, it's like gives you whiplash swinging between <laughs> one and the other. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I like how he's almost sort of separated it, just cut it in half. It's clearly an album that's meant to be listened to in full and not yeah, just not picking individual songs like out or yeah, yeah. Which I, yeah. But um the So everyone talks about um Kanye being a genius and Frank Ocean being a genius and um Kendrick Lamar genius, all this sort mm. of stuff. And I've listened to that stuff and I don't I'm not moved by it like a lot of people seem to be and I don't get where all that praise is coming from. Mm. But for Childish Gambino, I get it. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I do. I mean, obviously, he's still incredibly relevant um, and, you know, is making music that is still super exciting. I mean, I isn't, it, isn't the idea that Childish Gambino is kind of understood to be the new Kanye? Isn't he sort of a Kanye protege anyway? Was, is that is that right? Um, or am I speaking shit here? I think you might be speaking shit. <laughs> or is it? 
Oh no, there's another there's another guy. I don't know why my mind has just been so locked into whether We clearly listen to a lot of yeah. <laughs> this sort of music. Oh, Two shit. of the whitest people alive talking about yes. it. Um, that is true. Now I've just got September stuck in my head. Yeah, I know. Maybe that can be a, a bit of our outro today. Yes. Anyway, should we just listen to it? Because yeah. we're losing our minds. Yeah, look, I reckon that's So this a great is idea. called. Is it? Yes. Sorry, I'll, I'll stop talking <laughs> over you. <laughs> you can't see my full face either because I've got my pop filter in the way. So you're as, only seeing half of my face. It does look as a pretty ominous. Like Phantom of the Opera kind of style. It's what I'm going for, for sure. Um, so, this... <laughs> Mix is trying to recreate it with his, and it made him look weird. Oh, yeah. This is called 1910. It's by Childish Gambino. We're coming back in a second. Just weirder than usual. That was 1910 by Childish Gambino, my second song for the day. Mix, you've got one song remaining. I do, I do. Um, I wanted to have a chat about Bullion with their new song called We Had a Good Time. Um, so Is that what we're going to say post-isolation? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, yeah. I See... I love being alone. So for me, this is not a problem. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, I don't mind it. And I just live with my partner, who you, who you know. Um, and that's that's fine. But I think for me, it's the idea of not being able to go outside, not being able to go to work. Mm. I'm lucky enough to teach from home, but like like you are. But the idea that I can't go to to work to teach, just it feels so strange. Restrictive. Yes. Yeah, yeah, very, very restrictive. But, you know, we're doing it to flatten that if, gosh if everyone does, If everyone does the right thing, this shouldn't have to happen for that much longer. So yeah, exactly. everyone just do the right thing. Exactly. Um, anyway, this is meant to be a distraction from all of that. So yes. tell me about Bullion. Yes. So Bullion, we had a good time. Uh, Whoa is literally the first word I wrote when I listened to this song. Um, Bullion is a name who that, that I've seen around for a little while but have never properly checked out. Um, it feels almost perfect in its construction. There's something about... It's a big call. A big call, yeah. Look, it, it is a big call to say that it feels perfect. Um, it's really warm. It's superbly mixed. There's heaps of different elements that seep their way in and and then kind of quietly leave um it's the project of a guy nathan jenkins from london who's now based in lisbon and i think the best way to describe it and i kind of you will use this term for the uh for the merc song as well but years ago when i used to listen to triple j regularly um i would listen to zan Rowe, her morning show and this was what I don't know, eight, nine years ago, when Yay Sayer were around, 
and sort of a bit in that. Wow, I always forget about them. Oh, see, I loved that record. Um, but she, Zanro, would talk about this song by Yeso called One, and she would call it her song husband. <laughs> and and I was actually listening to her show now on Double J the other week, and she's calling another song a song husband. So it's an idea and a way of understanding a song that has clearly stayed with her. And the more I sit with it and understand it, I think it's such a rich, beautiful way to describe what a song, what a singular song can do for you. It's like the idea being that it's always there. It's an, it's an accompaniment to your everyday. I mean, especially now, if you're lucky enough or maybe unfortunate enough to be living with a partner, um, that idea that it's always there, it's always alongside you, but then there's a very warm embrace that happens with it as well. And this Boolean song just kicks it out of the park if we're using the song husband framework. Um, it's 10 out of 10 for that kind of, in, <laughs> in terms of understanding a song in that sort of a way. Um, yeah, I'd, I can't get enough of it. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely an interesting song. It was a bit eighties. Mm. Do you think yeah. bit that like undulating synth, like you feel the synth more than you hear the synth? Yeah. Like I can imagine seeing it live. It would just like it would be like seeing when I saw Flume and I felt sick because of the bass. Yeah. But like in a good way. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. And the artwork reminds me of Methyl Ethyl. Yes, it does. I knew there was... Yeah, that kind of painting. Yeah, that's right. I was thinking, have I seen the artwork? And I said, yes, of course, because it does remind me of Methyl Ethyl. And of course... It's a pretty cool, like, whole package. Yeah, and trust trust you, Gemma, to to pick out the artwork or the film clip as a talking point. I actually had artwork written down for a couple other songs, but I prevented myself (laughs) from talking about it. Yeah. So let's listen to We Had a Good Time by Bullion. Cool. So I'm the lucky one. Nothing's new under the sun. Fortune could be all you know. Strikes once. We had a that was We Had A Good Time by Bullion. That was Mick's last song for today and we're up to my last song for today, the first ever episode of International Marmalade. I almost forgot <laughs> what the show was called then, which is bonus episodes of Australian Jams once a month. My last song is from Wallows uh, from America. It's called OK. These guys started out as more of a like pure garage rock band, mm. like very raw, no polish at all, like lo-fi, all that sort of stuff. And over the time that they've been releasing music, I think about two years now, they've gone a little bit synth poppy and I really, really love it. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good song and it's just like, I don't know, I think music snobs wouldn't like it because it's like, oh, they've gone from like a pure form of music to synth pop, blah, blah, blah. But it's just, 
it's actually such a good song. I think it's really well written. It fits the style perfectly. Like, I just love this song. Yeah. Yeah. So I had never heard of Wallows before. Um, so have you seen the show 13 Reasons Why? No. No. Okay. So the main actor in that is in this band. Okay. All right. That's a good reference point for for dear listener. Even yeah. if it's not for me. Um, I'm just giving you an example of how you might have known of them. No, and, and, and Gemma, through from one computer screen to another, I really appreciate it. <laughs> I don't appreciate your condescension mix. <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't trying to be too condescending. Um, what did you think of the song? I found it to be a like a macabre remembering of some of the great indie synth pop of like the early 2010s, late 2000s. Um, yeah, I felt like a bit of a messed up version of that. And clear to me, it's clear that they're kind of calling upon that era. And I know that's an era that's kind yeah. of coming, that comes back in, in, in waves, especially now. Um, but yeah, that macabre is sort of, I think, the best descriptor that I can think of. I mean, a- appropriate with the reference to 13 Reasons Why as Look, well. Yes, true, true. Um, yeah, it, I didn't think of it as... Um, not. It's not negative what you're saying. No, no, as no. darkly as you. Yeah, um, it's like a dark remembering. Yeah, may- maybe dark is a more... A less loaded term. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's... I... Yeah. It's hard to explain what I'm thinking right now, so let's just (laughs) listen to the song. (laughs) This is called OK. It's by Wallows. We'll come back for our last little chat. called okay it was by wallows that was the last song for this first ever episode of international marmalade the monthly bonus of australian jams with me Gemma bassiani and that guy called mix g'day (laughs) um normally we'll be finishing these episodes talking about what we've got coming up plugging anything we want to plug but right now it's a bit hard because no one's got anything coming up because no one's allowed to do anything so, we're going to put a little bit of positivity out there. So, Mix, you've got a suggestion of something people can listen to or watch Yeah. for some good thoughts? Yes, I do. I mean, so I've got a couple of recommendations. Um, obviously, do that big old deep dive back into Kath and Kim. Um, it's all on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely worth it. Just And then just quote Kath and Kim back at Gemma. And really confuse her even more. Please don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, so apart from the obvious choice of Kath and Kim to get you through any uh, isolated stage, whether it's uh, COVID-19 related or not, um, I wanted to recommend an episode of a podcast called Reply All, 
Um, this is an episode that I've seen described oh. as the best podcast episode ever made. What number is it? Uh, this is 158, The Case of the Missing Hit. I literally, I'm going to move my screen so you can see that I literally have that open on my computer right now. <laughs> well, yeah, that is literally what I'm looking at. Oh, I just so. knocked my mic. Sorry about that. That's all right. I knocked my mic. That's what that sound was, guys. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I literally have it open to talk about, to oh, listen to soon. How good is it? I haven't listened oh, to it well, yet. It's open. That's it's, why it's open. It's really, really good. I can't, um, I'd, obviously, I, I don't want to ruin anything. But what, the, the description reads, a man in California is haunted by the memory of a pop song from his youth. He can remember the lyrics and the melody, but the song itself has vanished, completely scrubbed from the internet. PJ takes on the super tech support case. PJ is one of the hosts. Do you listen to Reply All in general? Yeah. Yeah. So it's- Normally, I just am not always caught up on things. Yeah. This is... I mean, it's, there are so many things in this episode that I think listeners of, of a music podcast like Oz Jams and now International Marmalade will love. This guy's memory is wild. They end up creating a version of the song in a studio and it is so similar. It is eerily similar to this guy, What this song that's been playing around this guy's head for for 20 years or something. I think it's a song from the late 90s. Wow. And it sounds like a mix between Bare Naked Ladies and U2. Jesus Christ. I mean, if that's, if that's not a reason to listen, oh, I don't God. know what is. Um, yeah, it's, it's such a wonderful episode. It takes so many different twists and turns until you get back to the answer, um, which kind of is, is under their nose all along. Um, yeah, it's, it's such a brilliant episode of a podcast. I definitely, it's my recommendation. We'll put the link to that in the show yeah. notes as well so that everyone can find it really easily. But it's episode number 158, which I knew because, again, I have it open. <laughs> Thank, actually, um, I've got to shout out Georgia Cook, who sent it to me via email. She's a music person. She works at Remote Control Records, yes. who put out the Lapsley record in Australia. Yeah. So that's a fun link back. That's true. Um, she actually sent me an email saying, you need to listen to this, which is why I've got it open. So um, cheers, Georgia. My thing, um, so obviously, given the circumstances of the world right now, there's not any live sport happening, which we all know kills me, mm. uh, kills my soul. But the uh, platform that I'm a co-founder of, Siren, a women in sport collective, we are still putting out weekly newsletters with some really interesting content. We're doing a lot of dives into the history of a lot of women's sporting leagues or um, women's influence on those sports in particular, um, interviews with players of different uh, codes, Mm. um, not necessarily about the current circumstances, but about their own journey through sport. So it's a good distraction, I think, from what's happening at the moment, given there's no sport. We're also going to be releasing... uh, It'll be either tomorrow or yesterday that we'll have released depending on what day this comes out, that we'll have released um, a rewatch schedule of a lot of women's sport uh, that we're going to be doing with like community sessions on Twitter and stuff like that so that people can rewatch these games and still feel like they're in part of that community um, for different sports. So not just footy, but we're aiming to do ice hockey and netball and uh, 
ultimate frisbee we're going to be doing and some gymnastics some olympic stuff and also some sporting documentaries which is fun as well yeah. so if if you go over to siren sport it's siren underscore sport on twitter and instagram or just sirensport.com.au you can subscribe to our newsletter and be involved in that community which is a really nice little distraction um while all this other stuff is happening so that's me plugging something but i promise it's for the best of reasons yes yes <laughs> no that that's absolutely fair um yeah, I guess the only other thing I would suggest is make sure you're still supporting local businesses if you can. Go, apparently they they yeah. are going to be shutting down Bottleos. So, like, go to Noisy Ritual and get, um, you know, they do deliveries. We actually know a guy that works at Noisy Ritual and yesterday he just popped around to give us a box of wine, which we ordered. Like, it would be nicer if you gave it to us for free. Tim, thank you very much. Um, but... <laughs> I mean, it's well worth it. It's good value, and they're a great little independent um, spot. So definitely support I can't them. confirm or deny because I don't drink alcohol, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> great. But, yeah. I drink Pepsi Max. That's what That's I drink. That's your alcohol of choice. Correct. Yeah. Yes. I will have one after this. Oh. Um, should we wrap this up? Yeah, let's do it. Thanks for uh, listening in to the first ever episode of International Marmalade, which is, as I've said three times already, a monthly bonus episode in the Australian Jams feed. Um, I've been Gemma Bassiani. I've been Mick Severett. And we'll, I'll be back probably next week with a new episode of Australian Jams, and then we'll be back in a month with a new episode of International Marmalade. Cool. See ya. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 